receive this reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 1 to 5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Here ends the reading. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The book of Revelation is like a film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, we, do we have some Marvel fans here today? Okay. <laughs> Television shows and movies based on characters that first appeared in the Marvel comic series. Writers and directors take well-known characters and storylines and share their vision of how these heroes will prevail in the fights of good versus evil. Revelation, it's just one, there's no S, is one person's vision of well-known Jewish apocalyptic images. For those who know this imagery, it makes sense. It's familiar, it isn't scary. This is a vision of how good ultimately overcomes evil. Some of us understand the Marvel Universe, and others, like me, get lost in translation. The book of Revelation often gets lost in translation. The book is actually a letter written by a relatively unknown prophet by the name of John to a group of people whose world feels like it's falling apart. This community was struggling to be faithful under Roman oppression, which is a very understandable struggle. And so John writes a letter to restore their hope, to remind them that God is with them in their struggles. God is with them as they transition to this new heaven and new earth, this new community, this new way of living. He proclaims that the home of God is among mortals, that God dwells with them in their pain, in their suffering, 
and wipes away all of their tears until their pain and their suffering and their tears are no more. This letter and other early Christian and Jewish, Jewish texts with similar themes are not predictive of events to come or events that John sees in some crystal ball. It's his vision of God's home among us without the veil of human destruction and violence. Barbara Rossing summarizes it well. Contrary to popular apocalyptic thinking, there's no rapture or a future snatching of Christians up from the earth into heaven in the book of Revelation. Instead, it is God who is raptured down to earth to take up residence among us. From time to time, we feel a very real sense of this nearness of God dwelling among us. For me, one of those times is Christmas Eve. When we have a tangible image of God's love coming into our world to live and breathe and dwell among us, People seem more open to receive and to share that love, to be kinder, gentler, more compassionate with one another. At our 5 p.m. family service, the joy of the Lord is contagious, and it is hard to contain. God's love is spread widely and loudly for all the world to hear. And at our 11 p.m. service, as we approach midnight and light our candles and the lights dim, and as the music of silent night comes to an end, in the stillness of that moment, God's peace seems to cover the earth. Yet there is almost always a brokenness in and around even the best we see and experience and receive, even in this season of Christmastide. Which is why I find these words from Revelation reassuring. God not only dwells with us, God is making all things new. Today, the air is ripe with the hopes and dreams of what this new year will bring. Some of us are making resolutions and writing out our goals, signing up for gym memberships. It's true, I'm one of them. We're making promises to ourselves to eat better, work less, find more time for family and friends, organize that closet, clean out the garage. 
We're trying to grasp onto that one thing or idea or program or practice that will fix us, heal us, renew us in the year ahead. I myself am signed up for a four o'clock yoga class today to start the year off right and jumpstart a practice that I've fallen out of. And yet, despite our best intentions, after just one month, 43% of people who make resolutions are expected to give up their goal. And after three months, only 10% of people think their resolution will last. According to Forbes magazine, the number one reason resolutions fail is because one's consciousness needs to change before their behavior changes. As people of faith, what are our resolutions rooted in? Who are our resolutions rooted in? Are we listening to ourselves, to where God is calling us? Or are we paying attention to the voices around us saying that we are not good enough, drowning out that still, small voice that's within each of us? Are we placing our trust in influencers on social media, telling us about the latest quick fix that will turn us into our best selves? Or will we place our trust in the promises that have been passed down from generation to generation? The good news that we are loved and accepted and welcomed just as we are. See, I am making all things new. Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. God renews us again and again and again and again until we are whole. God doesn't just renew us, God invites us to be part of the renewal of all creation, to join God in restoring hope and dismantling systems of oppression, to stop putting prophets before people, to bring down the empires of today so that no one is in pain, no one is suffering, no one is made to feel less than. All are made whole and peace prevails on earth. We are called by God to make this new heaven and new earth. So on this first day of this new year, I invite you, no, I challenge you to think of one thing, just one thing you can do to join God in this restorative work. What will you commit to 
in 2023, the one thing you will do today and tomorrow and the next day and the next week and the next month that will make God's love a little more tangible for all of us. Write it down. Put it on your phone. Read it every morning. Tattoo it on your forehead. I'm just kidding. Don't do, don't do that. That's a little too far. But seriously, put it somewhere where you will see it and where you will read it and where you will carry it with you throughout the year. Tell it to someone who will help you stay accountable for your commitment and do your best to practice it every single day. And if you mess up, that's okay because God will be there inviting you to begin again because God makes all things new. Will you pray with me? Ageless one who created time and is beyond time, be near to us as we step into this new year. Help us to look back and celebrate all you have done this past year, all you have accomplished through us in working towards restoring all creation to wholeness. In the year that has passed, we experienced joy and we experienced sorrow. We felt blessed and we felt challenged. Some things went by much too fast and some things lingered far too long. This morning, may we be reminded that you are present through it all, that we are never alone, that you dwell among us and nothing, nothing in all of creation can separate us from your love. Give us grace and give us courage as we commit to spreading the light of your love in the year ahead. May it be so. And all God's people said, amen.
through this meal, God is making all things new. When Jesus shares this meal with his friends, it's a defining moment because he includes everyone, those who he can trust, those he can't trust. He declares no one unworthy. Today, as his modern disciples and his friends, all are welcome, no matter how worthy or unworthy we feel. For Jesus makes everything new, holds no prejudices, condemns no one, includes each of us just as we are. This is good news indeed. So it is with gratitude that we celebrate that Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. And he also took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for all people. As often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Lord, as we gather around this table on the first day of this year, we are grateful for your presence represented by this bread and cup. Walk with us in the days ahead and guide us as we seek to be your disciples. Amen. Amen.